morning sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast i'm your host of the show kenneth cotterell and thank you all for joining me on this lovely monday morning uh it was a pretty loaded weekend of sports um just prior to the weekend we saw the nba finals finish then we had the u.s open conclude yesterday and we're in the full swing of the stanley cup playoffs as well so absolutely loaded slate so today we're going to talk about the day that was in the sports world. In fact, the weekend that was in the sports world. We took a couple days off there. Now coming back refreshed and ready to go. We're also talking about our athlete of the day. Gee, I wonder who that could be after yesterday. We then talk about the day, the games coming up today and what bets we like, including our competitive hedge parlay of the day, our daily three-team parlay, no odds worse than minus 150. So our episode today is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, MLB, even CFL and WNBA. We're both big into those on this show. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile. The Bet99 mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. It is also available in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 on live chat. So go to bet99.com and make an account to get started. Please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age, and it is available to persons in Ontario only. So... Gee, I wonder who our athlete cheddar of the day is. Has to go out to Matthew Fitzpatrick after winning the U.S. Open. First time major winner. He won the U.S. Amateur at this course back in 2013. He looked like he was 12 when he won it, but surprisingly was a little bit older. Um, He shot two under on the front nine yesterday. Looked like he might be starting to fade when he bogeyed 10 and 11. He got some help from guys like Scotty Scheffler along the way who made some bogeys on the back nine. But he made birdies on 13 and 15 which gave him a bit of a lead there. And so he clearly loves this track. He delivered on it once again on Sunday. This tournament as a whole delivered. I mean, if you didn't enjoy this U.S. Open, then I don't know what to tell you. You might just hate the sport of golf, which to each their own, I guess. But we'll chat more about that in just a second. We'll recap our last weekend of bets. We had our Friday parlay that cashed. We want the Bombers minus two and a half the Mariners and Angels over eight, and the Dodgers and Guardians under eight. Those all hit, so we had a parlay hit on Friday. Just missed on Saturday, two and one. The Riders minus six and a half one. The Tigers' money line, though, uh, also hit. The one that burned us was the Jays and Yankees over eight. That one finished four nothing. And then two to one yesterday, Rockies' money line for the upset we hit on. We had the Yankees and Blue Jays ran it back on the over, and they went over. 
but then the Mets money line they missed. They gave up a grand slam, unfortunately, for us to lose. Player props wise, we're on a major cooler until yesterday. Then we went four and two yesterday with some pitchers giving us some good performances. Corey Kluber went over four and a half Ks. Palante had over two and a half. Alcantara over five and a half. And Shane Bieber over six and a half. Haney, he was coming off the injury. We took the under, hoping that maybe he wouldn't pitch as well. Well, he definitely delivered. He went way over four and a half Ks, as did Severino, under six and a half. I think he ended up with nine Ks overall. So the day that was recap, this is essentially the weekend that was recap. And we're going to start with that U.S. Open. Obviously, Matthew Fitzpatrick winning the event. But this was just a great Sunday leaderboard when you look at who is in the hunt here. I mean, when we're talking about guys who even made early charges in the day, you're talking about Hideki Matsuyama, the Masters winner, talking Colin Morikawa, who's won multiple majors. They both make a late charge. Morikawa finishes minus two. Hideki finishes minus three. Wasn't enough, though, in order to get it done. Fitzpatrick finished at minus six. He had the world number one, Scotty Scheffler, who led on the front nine. Then he makes a couple bogeys and comes up just one stroke short at minus five. And then you had good players fade. I mean, John Rahm faded on Sunday, as did Sam Burns. They held it together well on Saturday. Couldn't follow it up on Sunday. And then Will Zalatoris. Man, you have to feel for this guy. He's already finished second at the Masters. He lost in a playoff in the PGA. And then he was oh so close to making a putt on 18, which I think the golfing world was hoping he would have made, not just because it was Will, but you get the 18-hole playoff one of the best in sports when you get that U.S. Open Monday playoff. But unfortunately, that one just slides by. He had Rory in the hunt for a little while. He he faded a bit on Sunday. And then shout out to the Canadian Adam Hadwin, who finished T7 at the event. But we barely made a profit, but we were profitable nonetheless at the U.S. Open from a betting perspective. Morikawa burned us with that Saturday round. Otherwise, he would have been in great shape to win the event. But we did get him top 10 at plus 290, so he just slithers in there, finishes T5 for the event. We had a top 20 for Zalatoris, which hit. Unfortunately, Max Homa faded. Missed cut, we had Cam Young. Uh, and then 72-hole head-to-head, we had Zalatoris win big, as did DJ over Kepka. The big loser of our week has to be Shane Lowry over Matthew Fitzpatrick. A missed cut versus the champion is never a great bet. So tough weekend overall. We did go plus 0.17 units. So if you're betting 25 bucks with us, you made a cool $4.25. You're welcome for that, by the way. But uh, (laughs) good weekend overall. The live stuff didn't really have an impact on the overall event, which I was glad to see. Um, We saw some of the live golf guys make the cut. DJ was there. Reed, DeChambeau, Bland. None of them were really in contention throughout the event, but they did make the cut. A lot was made of of them heading into this event, but it delivered from a golf perspective. And so I was very happy to see that overall for this U.S. Open. Final major of the year coming up in July at St. Andrews, one of the most iconic courses in the world. And we'll see Tiger Woods there. It sounds like he's getting ready. And then we'll have a lot leading into that. So we'll be excited for that final major. But let's move on and talk about the NHL which Colorado is absolutely stomping Tampa Bay. Two to nothing, they lead the series. Seven to nothing is how big they won game two. Colorado, I mean, Kemper only had to make 16 saves. He really didn't have to do a whole heck of a lot in this game. McCarf had two goals, Nachushkin had two. 
Manson, Burkowski, and Helm all added goals of their own. And from the Tampa Bay side, I'm a little bit confused why they didn't just pull Vasilevsky. He made 23 saves, so he gives up seven goals on 20, on 30 shots. Just felt like a game where you pull him, you maybe reset and get ready for game three in your barn. And I mean, Kemper, let's face it, he's only had to make 39 saves through two games. So Tampa's not even averaging over 20 shots a game. Colorado's just the more physical team. They out hit them 43 to 40 in game one and 30 to 16 in game two. So they've just been the more physical team. They've been faster, stronger. If you're Tampa Bay, you lost the first two to the Rangers. So this is far from over but it's not the start that you wanted in this series. So they need to go back and win both if they want to have a chance against this loaded Colorado team. And so maybe they'll be a part of our parlay today, given that game three is tonight at eight o'clock Eastern time. We had some CFL over the weekend. Good CFL slate. Winnipeg won on Friday, 19 to 12. You had Zach Kalaros finished with 228 passing yards with two TDs and an INT. Well, Jeremiah Masoli was throwing for a ton of empty yards because he had 331 with no touchdowns and no interceptions. Tough result for Masoli. Then you had Calgary. They were down big, 24-3. They stormed back to win this game, though, 33-30 in overtime. You had Bo Levi Mitchell threw for 313, two touchdowns and an interception. While on the Hamilton side, you had Dane Evans. 425 passing yards, three TDs, two picks. Great day for him on the gridiron. Then you had Saskatchewan won 26 to 16. Let's go, Riders. Fajardo finished with 247 passing yards and one touchdown. While on the Elk side, Arbuckle with 315, a touchdown and two interceptions. The Riders moved to 2 0 to start the year, and they got to be thrilled with those results to start the year. Now, when we're talking baseball from yesterday, we'll do our quick baseball rundown of the lines from yesterday, starting with Nationals 9-3 to over the Phillies. You had the Orioles 2-1 to over the Rays, the Red Sox 6-4 to over the Cardinals, the Pirates 4-3 to over the Giants, the shootout of the day, the Jays 10-9 to over the Yankees. They stormed back in the ninth inning to win that one. You had the Tigers 7-3 to over the Rangers, the Marlins 6-2 versus the Mets. That was a tough one for us, but when you get an Encarnacion uh, Grand Slam, it's going to make things difficult. You had the Brewers 6-3 to over the Reds, the Braves 6 to nothing over the Cubs. The Rockies are upset 8-3 to over the Padres. The A's 4 to nothing over the Royals. The Guardians 5-3 to over the Dodgers. The Angels 4 to nothing over the Mariners. The Diamondbacks 7-1 to over the Twins. And then you've got the Astros 4-3 to over the Chicago White Sox to cap off the day. Now, WNBA-wise, it was a great Sunday. You saw Seattle win 81-72. to Got a great soundbite from Sue Bird, who dropped a bing-bong at the end of the game. We obviously know she's going to be retiring at the end of the year, so she's just having fun now. You had Gabby Williams with 23.7 rebounds in the win, while Sabrina Ionescu with another near triple-double, 12 points, 10 assists, 8 rebounds in the loss. You saw Washington win 71-63 to over the Connecticut Sun, led by Ariel Atkins, who had 12-6-4 in the win, while John Quill Jones had a massive double-double of 15 points, 16 rebounds in the loss. You had the Fever win 89-87 over the Chicago Sky, led by Nalissa Smith, 26 points, 11 rebounds in the win, while Kaylee Cooper had 28 for the Sky. 
You had Dallas win 92-82 to over L.A. That was Alicia Gray, who had 20 points, 12 rebounds, 6 assists in the win, while Liz Cambage with 9, 8, and 5. And then to cap it off, the Vegas Aces, my Vegas Aces, 96-95, squeaked one out over the lowly Minnesota Lynx. Aja Wilson with 25 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, while Shepard had 22-19-6 in the loss. They gave them a great fight but the Aces were able to pull it out in the end. Now, other news over the weekend, it looks like Inter Milan's going to be linked to Romelu Lukaku for a possible loan. He came over from there. Um, Chelsea, honestly, just doesn't appear to be a great fit. Um, They're the second EPL team that was not a great fit for the Belgium striker, with Manchester United being the other one. And Italy might just be a better league for him, but at least Chelsea's CEO is not meeting up with fans drinking and talking crap. So they have the leg up on us because Man United is an absolute joke right now. And it shows in that video. And then Kenny Atkinson surprisingly turned down the Hornets job last minute to stay with the Golden State Warriors. But why would you want to leave Golden State as an assistant right now after the, the winning the championship like you did? Because that's also not a great situation to head to right now with everything surrounding the team. A lot of unknowns like Montrez Harrell. We talked about him potentially facing jail time. That's a key piece that you may not have. They still don't know what's going to happen with Miles Bridges. They're likely going to extend him, which means that they're going to be pretty much capped out at that point. And so you could potentially win another title as an assistant with Golden State to stay, bolster your resume, get a better job down the line. And so I think that's why Atkinson made the decision. Can't really fault him when when you're on the championship staff. Why would you want to leave? And Charlotte may not be the situation, despite young players like Ball, and Bridges being there, just not a great job to take at this particular moment. Now let's talk about big games on the slate today. Not the busiest slate when we're talking sports. Uh, No WNBA today. CFL is a no-go, no MLS. So we're looking at the lone hockey game and some baseball games today. So we'll chat about that hockey game because Tampa Bay, they're minus 110 at home today, taking on... uh, the Colorado Avalanche. It's actually moved to minus 115. So people are betting Tampa to win this game. The over-under is still sitting at six for the series, uh, plus 105 to take the over. That seems like really good value. You might be better to go five and a half, though, if you're going to bet on this game. But if the Lightning lose tonight, their series is over. The season's over. Um, You don't beat this Colorado team four straight games. Could you beat them four out of five? Definitely. But they need some production from their top guys, whether it's Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, Hedman. They need to step up in a big way, get a result tonight. And Vasilevsky needs to be a lot better as well. Because, let's face it, you can't give up seven goals in a playoff game. It doesn't matter who the team is. Um, they just got run out of the building in game two. Um, but Kemper hasn't had to do a lot. And, and that was my concern about Colorado heading in. It's why I've been picking Tampa since about the this... When they won game seven over Toronto, that's when I felt really confident in Tampa. And it was because of Vasilevsky, and I felt like Colorado's goaltending would struggle. So let's get some pucks on the net and see what Kemper can do. If he's only having to face that many shots, then you're going to be in a great position. So they got to make sure that they storm the net and put some past him. And then the other big game tonight on the MLB slate would be the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. First in the AL East at 49 and 17 are those Yankees taking on the third place Rays at 36 and 30. But 
Garrett Cole going for the Yankees today, six and one with a 3.33 ERA. And he's taking on Shane McClanahan, who's seven and three with a 1.84 ERA. You got a great pitching matchup today and a big divisional game. So definitely love this game. Should tune in if you're not a big NHL person. However, I would recommend tuning into that playoff game. Now, St. Louis and Milwaukee is the one game that we are leaning but waiting on for today. Um, these are the games that we're likely going to bet on, but going to wait closer to first pitch before we dive in and really go after it. So you've got St. Louis uh, and the Brewers. Unfortunately, this line was at minus 155. It's now up to minus 170. It might continue to go that way. So be sure to bet on this game. Seven and a half is the line here. Uh, you got Corbin Burns going for the Brewers, and you got Miles Mikolas going for St. Louis. I tend to like the under in this game, but I think it all depends on how Mikolas goes. Burns is only going to give up a couple runs at most, whereas you could see Mikolas blow up. So I'm gonna, I lean the under on this game, might take it later on. Uh, but unfortunately, that money line moving in the direction that we didn't want means that the money line might be dead for us to take. Minus 170, there's just not a lot of value there, unfortunately. Minus 155 could have thrown that one into a parlay. So player prop lines, we'll be posting those on our social media accounts as well. Uh, we always put those out there. Instagram, Twitter, at uh, Pod is where you'll find them. We were on a bit of a cooler there, as we said, and then we had a good day yesterday, so we're looking to follow it up with a big day today. But let's finish off today's episode with the competitive lay of the day. This is our daily three-team parlay. No odds worse than minus 150, only looking to put out winners. All these odds come from bet99.com. We got them last night, and so these are the plays that we like. Starting with Yankees and Rays under 6.5 at minus 110. Very low line, but I still think this is going to be really low scoring. I think it's got three to two, four to two written all over it when you've got these two aces going. I mean, you're talking about Garrett Cole, who 91 Ks in 73 innings pitched, and you got McClanahan with 105 Ks in 78 innings. So you're going to see a ton of strikeouts. You could see both of these pitchers going into the seventh, maybe eighth inning of this game, and it's an important series for both teams. So the Yankees had their offensive explosion yesterday. I don't see that happening again today. Rays also struggled against the Orioles over the weekend, uh, especially yesterday, putting up just one run. So I like the under six and a half at minus 110. Then I like Giants money line today versus the Atlanta Braves. You got Logan Webb going for the Giants, who's six and two with 3.43 ERA. He's taking on Max Fried, who is also solid. He's got a seven and two record with a 2.9. I just love the value here. I think the teams are fairly even. Uh, when you've got what I would consider the Giants' ace going, I think that they have upset potential here. And at plus 125, it's value that I'm definitely going to roll with. So Giants' money line at plus 125. And then to cap it off, we're taking the Lightning money line versus the Avalanche. Minus 115 is where you can get it. Some books, minus 112 is where we got it on Bet99 last night. So the back-to-back -back champs season on the line, they are going to figure out a way to win at home. Vasilevsky is going to play very well tonight, and you're going to test Kemper finally and put some pucks past them. They need to score early and often, but I have faith that they can get it done. So I'm rolling with the lightning money line versus the avalanche. 
Now, if we're talking of an alternate play, uh, this is just if one of these baseball games doesn't go. I'm taking Cubs and Pirates over eight. They got Killian and Brubaker going. Killian has an eight ERA and Brubaker is a 4.5. I just think you're going to get a ton of runs in that game. So over eight would be our alternate play for the parlay. But thank you everyone who tuned in on this Monday morning to the show. Uh, As we said, lighter slate of sports, but it was a great weekend. And we're starting to head into those dog days of summer where there is not a lot on the slate. So we're going to have to dive a bit more in depth with these or even shorten things up. Might be only 15 minutes for the next number of months. But nonetheless, we appreciate everyone who listens in. Listen to the audio as well on Apple and Spotify. Uh, Drop us a five-star rating while you're there. And we'll see you tomorrow morning for the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast.